Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. We so hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, good morning. Uh, For those that do not know me, my name is Richard Lander, and I am going to read to you today Psalm 77, 11 to 14. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. For what God is great as our God. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Get it for Rich Landerer. Can never say his name correctly. I've known Rich for like, how long I've known you, bro? 15 years. Rich, a great surfboard builder. So he also made a shirt when I was in youth ministry. Remember that shirt, Rich? It said, surfing sucks. Amazing shirt, right? <laughs> it was a great shirt. So I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So thank you guys so much. Um, my name is Drew Tevis, pastor of Aloha Church. And happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, right? Haole makahikiho. Can you say that one? Maybe you should say aloha. Like, we got aloha down. We got that one down. Stay a while. But um, we're crushing the weather. Yeah? San Diegans? How many guys are born and raised in San Diego? How many dinosaurs out here, right? Yes, man, goodness. Claremont, right? It's rare. You're rare. Right? Everybody's trans, trans, transients here, right? A lot, of, a lot of people moving. A lot of people move from Michigan. It's crazy. Where the Michigan people at? Everybody's from Michigan. I was like, okay, Michigan, right? I'm from Hawaii right there. Boom, Michigan. Anyways, welcome. Man, this is like probably the worst you're going to get, huh? Weather? No? But you know what it means when there's a lot of wind? It means tomorrow's scripts will be really good. That's how that works. So that's how that works, right, Josh? Okay, good. You're like, what are you guys talking about? Right, well, yeah, we've been on break, so I've been surfing all week. So anyways, um, welcome. All the things that Ali said are right here, right? It's all some announcements just to get you guys connected, really to get you guys connected as a family. We started in a living room, we do meals together, and we do a lot of mini churches. Why? Because it's super important to be in relationship because you're not, you're not gonna remember everything I talk about here, right? This is, this is like important, the sermon's important, but even more important is relationships. You have to get both of them together because you're gonna forget 95% of the things we talk about today. It's gonna go Right? By the time you get to the parking lot, you're like, I don't remember what he said. So please stay a while. Please stay a while. Um, if you're like me, dad, you know, uh, I've been looking at my pictures of my family um, over the years, over the holidays. Some of you like, po- actually post like, your highlights for the year. Um, how many of you guys um, know what I'm talking about, have been looking at your pictures like, for the, the, all year long? Yeah, you see some, you young ones have a little bit of history, but you're looking at when you move to San Diego. But with your parent, you look at these photos, and I was trying to find some, but I couldn't really find any. But there's so many photos of my kids, like when they're little, and it like was making me cry because they grow up super fast, right? Your grandparents, your parents, you know, these kids grow up super fast. And you just remember, you remember what life was like. A couple years ago, some of us had maybe come through a crazy year. So today we are talking about remembering 
as Rick read that verse. And we're going to look at ways to cultivate a heart of joy moving forward in 2024, a year of joy. We have to remember. And God wants us to remember so badly. God actually sets up um, rhythms of remembrance in, in the Bible. It's really important because the enemy wants us to forget. The enemy always wants us to forget how faithful God was, how much he cares, how much he loves, how he's pulled you through all these things, even this year, maybe this week. And then we come to worship. We're in worship in the morning. We worship in the beginning, worship singing. A lot of that is just remembering how good and faithful God is. Let me read that verse again before I pray. And you guys will, um, when it says remember, I want you to say that word, okay? That'd be good. So Psalm 77 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. So everything that God has done, right? Yes, I will your miracles long ago. We sang that song about God does miracles, right? We've seen amazing miracles that God has done in and through people at Aloha Church, and we all give him glory, and we want to remember these things of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. So there's deeds, there's miracles, there's mighty deeds that God's done. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is a great, what God is as great as our God. Amen. What God is as great as our God? No God. No God. You are the God who performs miracles. There we see it again. You display your power. Say power. Power among the peoples. And that includes us. Let's pray as we get into our word today. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. You're a miracle. You're fully God, fully man. He dies a man, raised over life. You have power over life and death. Lord, many of us are here. We shouldn't be here. Some of us should be dead. <laughs> Some of us should be in jail. Some of us should just be on the streets, um, <clears throat> given up to our slaves to our addictions. So God, wherever we've come from, rich, poor, young, old, born in San Diego, Michigan, Hawaii, Mexico, wherever we're from, Lord, Peru. <laughs> Father, we thank you that we're here as a family. We have you in common. We have Jesus in common. And Lord, help us to remember, have rhythms of remembrance of your ways, your miracles, your power. And Lord, so that we can cultivate a heart of joy and gratitude moving into this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to go to another psalm. This is Psalm 126. This was, they say it's written by Ezra after Israelites returned from exile. So they're in exile. We see Israel, God's chosen people, his people, his bride, his covenant, and then they go into exile. They get all these things. So he's coming back, Psalm 26, through Ezra. Is in a group of psalms. This is actually like a song that they sang. So we sing songs of remembrance. These, this psalm, I like to say it, right? 126 is a song. And basically this uh, psalm is basically written to three parts. It's remembering what God has done. Bring your requests to God, even if they might seem selfish to you. God can work with that. He meets you where you're at, right? This, this creates intimacy and it cultivates joy. So that's basically the outline of Psalm 126. Now let me spend the next um, 400 hours uh, preaching it, right? Just kidding. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> Just kidding. 35 minutes. Good? 30 minutes. It's a joke. I'm going to preach that long, right? I don't have that much brain power. It's just 30 minutes. Here we go. So we can eat pancakes and spam today. 
When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter. I stopped there because I'm like, I don't ever think people in the Old Testament laughed. Like Israel has always like seemed so serious, right? You watch the movies, you're like, man, they're always like just, just gnarly. But they're laughter. And that made, I was like, wow, they laughed. What they laugh at in the Old Testament? Whatever they laughed at, their, the joy of laughter, it caused them, it said, our tongues with songs of joy. When we're laughing, when we're experiencing the Holy Spirit, right, it brings us to laughter and joy. We can all, we just sing, we worship. And in worship, sometimes you guys laugh. You guys have a little chuckle in your spirit because you're like, God is so good, amen? And that's really good when the Lord touches you like that. Then it was said among the nations. So other nations were watching Israel and other nations watch, right? Other people watch us. And it says, the Lord has done great things for them. This is Israel. It's like a testimony to other nations when they're worshiping and remembering the Lord. It's a blessing to other nations. So, so how do we grow in joy? And I said it before, you, you can just not in your notes, but it says by cultivating rhythms of remembrance, right? Because the enemy wants us to forget. He always wants you to forget when you're in, in a season on Saturday night, maybe trying to come to church, man, I don't know. I, you have all his doubts. Enemy's like, yep, doubt God, doubt God, doubt God. He hasn't done nothing for you. Your life sucks. This is bad. He's not going to show up. He's not powerful. And you just doubt. And he wants you to doubt. He wants you to forget all these things that God's brought you through. And that's, his, that's, um, that's what he does. This is hard for me. I always struggle. Like this week, I was really struggling because uh, we didn't get the uh, approval to be like, we were waiting for our insurance. Got to pay a lot of money for insurance. And it didn't come through yet. And I called our gal who keeps us all legal and finances and all that. She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to pay it. I'm like, what? You forgot to pay it? Are you serious? And Trisha's like, God takes care. God takes care. So what I do, I went on. I did like my investigation, right? My old... I was like, went in there, and I saw, for some reason, our insurance actually covered us to the 10th of this month. So it's for a year, but we got like a bonus week. And today's the 7th. I'm not good at math, but I praise God. And he covered us. And I was like, stoked. And I was like, I lost sleep on like Thursday night. I was like, oh my goodness. And what do we do? What do we do? Worst case scenario. Like me, I'm like worst case scenario person, right? Like what do we do? Okay, when Joel stand out there, Mission Bay, what's the weather? I look at the weather. Oh my gosh. Like one day, the weather's going to be really terrible, right? I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So, so that was on Friday. I got the approval. So we're here today. Praise Jesus. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, not only that, but I went in and I got it and I got the new insurance. So God took care. And she's always like, this is God's church, his vision for a church, his provision for the church. Amen? Well, why do I always stress out? Because I always forget. I have to write these things down. I often forget. And God took care. And we're here today. Praise the Lord. So I won't forget. I've got to write that down. That was just one incident that happened to me this week among many. But God is really serious about remembrance, right? So every time God moved in the lives of the nation of, of Israel, he always, he, he set up mandatory times of remembrance. He set up all these festivals and remembrance, right? Like, like a Passover meal, Passover meal. Every single year, they would remember the day the Lord passed over the homes <clears throat> and spared the firstborn children. They would eat bitter, bitter uh, herbs to remember the bitterness of Passover. But then they would also have the wine and the meat to remember how good God was. 
And then a lot of times, you know, some people still celebrate Passover. We, as Christians, we celebrate communion. Communion is a way to remember what God has done. We remember the blood, remember the body, and we have communion every single Sunday. We also remember, um, the Jews call it Shabbat, we say Sabbath day. Remember on the Sabbath day, we take the Lord's day to be with God, to remember all that he's done for us. That's a practice we're trying to put into our life uh, this year. We have four kids in sports. It's going to be kind of heavy, but like how do we slow down to remember what God did? Right? God set up festivals. He had the festivals of first fruits. He had um, the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. He had all Pentecost. All these things that God says, hey, you're going to remember me. Uh, we do Christmas and Easter, right? And if you don't, but God said in the past, like, if you don't show up to these festivals God had, he, he might just kill you, you know? So that's a different, different kind of party, right? He sends out the Evite, and he checks the boxes for you. And everybody in your family is coming. So God did something in Israel. He brought them through slavery. He brought them through all these things. He said, You're gonna, you have to remember what I did because you so easily forget that I'm your God and that I brought you out of slavery. I brought you out of slavery into the promised land. And they, like us, so easily forget. So thank the Lord that he doesn't uh, kill our family when we don't show up to uh, Christmas or Easter or take communion, right? Praise God, right? We're under the new covenant. Amen. Amen, right? That's good. It's good. So God did some stuff. He's a different kind of party planner. He's a party planner, but God wants to party. He wants to party. He's made it mandatory for them to go and for them to worship. Why? Because they easily forget. Look at Moses. Moses didn't go into the promised land. So then when Joshua, Joshua his predecessor, went into the promised land, this is what Joshua did. You don't have to turn there. I'll just put the last verse up here on the screen. Joshua set up the stones of remembrance. And he said to the Israelites, this is in Joshua 4, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do those stones mean, Dad? Stones of remembrance. That's how junior hires talk, right? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Right, so they crossed the Red Sea, parted, and they got through Jordan. And the Jordan, they crossed through the Jordan on dry ground. For the God dried up the Jordan until before you, until you had crossed over. The Lord God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before until it was crossed over. He did this, up on the screen, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Amen? So Joshua moved the people into the promised land and set up stones of remembrance by God because they easily forgot. And for generations to come, he can always say, hey, your grandma and grandpa, right? They crossed the Jordan. God is good and God is faithful. So how do we do this? I want to just to like say this is good to hear about it. But maybe some of you never have thought, how can I set up a stone of remembrance in my home or in my family? And so um, some really practical things that actually Trish and, and we do is in our, in our mantle, in our, in our kitchen side, we have a, a little prayer list, but of big prayers, right? Like big prayers, healings uh, for marriages, for cancer, for like big ones, for provision. And we have these prayer lists and then when God answers these prayers, crosses them out. 
So if you come to our house, uh, we have a lot of people at our house. Our neighbors come to our house. Our friends, parents come, our kids, friends, parents come to our house. And you see these big lists. And some of the ones are crossed out. And people ask, how come that ones are crossed out? We say, man, we don't want to pray for them no more. Just kidding. (laughs) We say, God, God answered these prayers. God answered these prayers. Someone was healed. Yeah, someone was healed. And we want to remember. And and you see them like, oh, that's kind of heavy. And then maybe sometimes they ask, hey, can I put one of my prayers on there? Yeah, what's up? What do you need? You know what I mean? And sometimes people are afraid to ask for prayer, and we'll get to that. They feel their prayers are too selfish. You know, like they have to sanctify their prayers. They have to baptize their prayer, their prayer request. But we're going to learn that. Bring Bring a request to God. But it's a stone of remembrance that we have. And I thought, Trish, thank you so much for doing it because it helps me when I see it in the morning. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We are going to get through. We are going to get through this. God is faithful. God is faithful. You know, we have so many different kinds of people in this room who are here. We have PhDs, GEDs. <laughs> right? We have some of you who are spoon-fed the Bible when you're little kids, homeschool, right? Everything is Jesus. Some of you are just figuring it out later in life. Some of us are here with, who have a past of maybe like good at hiding sins of self-righteousness, racism, judgmental, unforgiveness, bitterness. Some of y'all did a really good job of putting your sins on display. Like you worked, you worked really hard to sin. Like you went hard. You know what I mean? You went hard. Like you get the wristbands from all, all the you, VIP every club. I don't know, whatever it was, right? You went hard. You weren't even trying to hide it. Everybody's here for a reason. God brought you here. And it's beautiful. And it's beautiful. And then we go, we go on. Uh, photos, easy. Right? Everybody has an iPhone now. Right? Everybody has an iPhone. We just got our 17-year-old daughter an iPhone, and it was like all the other kids in our family were like, oh, what? She's 17. She needs it, finally. If you're six years old, have an iPhone, uh, man, maybe talk to your parents, but, right? Come talk to you. Anyways, you get it. But on your phone, on your Facebook, all these things pop up. Man, save those, save those, those things. Print them out. You know, put it on there. Like, just where were you during that time? What did God do? Honestly, I'm trying to, I kind of erase a lot of the pictures I had before I met Trish. I was like, I just, I was an idiot. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was one narcissistic guy right there. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. When I see it, I laugh. Or like guys in my high school, junior high, like, look at you. I'm like, ha, ha. But I remember, look at that kid. How did that little punk, selfish little kid from Kailua Beach, how, am I, how did I get to where I'm, where I'm doing now? I have a wife, with kids, I have friends. I love Jesus. This is crazy. But I remember where I came from. I remember. And God wants you to remember. He wants you to remember where you came from, right? Nothing to be embarrassed about. It's, 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 it's a work. Thank God for your testimony. Amen? Thank God for your testimony. I love hearing your guys' testimonies. I would love to have more people share testimonies here, right? Three-minute testimonies, not 30 minutes. You know, we'll do the three-minute version. Where you were before you met Jesus? What was God doing? What, what was going on in your life? And then there's a moment where someone somehow, right, God reached down and saved you. That's salvation. 
we would love to hear that. It's real. God is real. He's working in, in people's lives here in this room. Many of your lives have been transformed in the last couple of years since the church has started. And that's a beautiful thing. We'd love to help equip you in sharing your testimony or your, your story. It's your story. Amen? It's your story. I think of the guy in the Bible. Remember that Jesus healed him? He was blind. He's all, I'm blind, now I see. And they kept drilling him like, what do you mean you're blind, now you see? Who did this? Where are you from? He's like, I don't know, fool. I was blind, now I see. That's my story. That's all he said. And he's in the Bible. That's a good story. Right? Like, I don't know. The, I don't have the answers. I don't know about the dinosaurs, dude. I don't know about Revelation. I haven't read that yet, right? <laughs> I don't know. He said, I was blind, now I see. This is my testimony. This is my story. And I'm sticking to it because it's true. And Jesus did this. Go talk to him. His name's Jesus. Amen? That's some of your stories, right? He didn't have a three-minute testimony. He had a three-second testimony. It was powerful. They made the Bible. So here we do. Let's, let's, before we move on, let's just take a little action. Um, let's pause. I know I get kind of excited. Had some of that Obi Beans coffee. Whew, it hit different today. Um, <laughs> let's pause. I put a couple of questions up here. We're going to take like five minutes and just like pause. I want you guys to review these, these uh, little questions. You got that up here, Caesar? It says, um, imagine, your, imagine what your life would look like if Jesus hadn't saved you. Where would you be? How far have you, how far have you come? Um, how, has, how has your good and bad experiences helped you grow in your faith? If you're like me, you've had a lot of bad experiences. You've had some good experiences. I've had a lot of bad experiences even at church, right? But how have those helped me grow? who I am today? And how has God kept you in the highs and lows of your relationships with people? And then we'll take the last minute and we'll just thank God, thank him for your relationships with people who have taught you to pursue greater intimacy with him. So let's just take like three minutes, reflect on maybe one of those or all of them, and then I'll um, move on with, and I'll just pray, okay? So let's just take some time, think about that. Yeah, dear Lord, thank you so much for where you brought us. Lord, you have seen everything, all of our, our childhood, trauma, good experiences, bad experiences, good people, bad people, abusive people. Lord, maybe we have been those people. <laughs> Lord God, thank you so much that we're not those people today. You've called us by name. We're here, you love us, you see us, you meet us and everybody right where we're at. So God, we just worship you. We had a word this morning of surrendering. We surrender that life to you. We're no longer that person. We're a new creation. We're no longer sinner, we're saints. Lord, help us to see ourselves as you see us. You live in us. Our life is not ours, it's yours. Jesus, there's so much more you have for us. Thank you. Help us live life to the fullest, a full life surrendered to you. Lord, we want to see you work in and through our lives to touch so many people. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen. That wasn't five minutes. I get it. But you can practice that um, this week. You know, share with somebody. But don't forget. <clears throat> so number one was... Remember. Say remember. <clears throat> Number two is request. 
really easy. So number two is requests. Verse four, it says, this is um, Ezra singing the psalm. And he's praying to God, say, restore our fortunes, God, Lord, like streams in the Negev. So this refers to God's covenant with Israel. God made a covenant with the people of Israel. I'll be your God, you'll be my people. This covenant was like a, a marriage covenant, right? We enter into marriage covenant. It's not just a contract we sign legally. It's a covenant between us, our spouse, and the Lord. This is God. We're the bride of Christ. But then unfortunately, over the years, Israel, it says very graphically, Israel um, really prostituted themselves, that's how the language says, to other gods of other nations. Israel continued to demonstrate that they were an adulterous nation. So then they were taken over and set into exile. So this is when they're coming back from exile into a land, but that land looked different at this time. So they're praying, Lord, restore our fortunes, right? They, you took us into a land of milk and honey. We didn't work for this. We came out of slavery, a land flowing of milk and honey with walls and cities that we never even earned or worked for or built, and you blessed us with this stuff. God, re restore to us these, these, these things. And they are grieved. So that's their prayer request. Sometimes this could be a controversial thing because of, you know, fools be teaching like prosperity stuff and whatever, and they abuse it. But also it's not going to stop us from requesting things from the Lord, requesting things from the Lord. We don't have to clean ourselves up to only think we're going to ask God for the things that we think he wants us to ask him for. You know what I mean? Like, I want to ask a request from God, but man, I, I'm going to pray that these things are holy. Like, I'm only going to ask for God for things that I think he wants me to ask him for. Like, I'm trying to fool him because I'm, I'm more holy than I am. God knows your heart. He knows what you want, right? In bringing your request to God, it creates what? Intimacy. You know what Jesus wants from you more than your request? He wants from you? You, right now, how you are, exactly how you are. You don't got to fool him. No one to pretend. Right? Say, Lord, they're asking for restoration to restore their, their fortunes. He's like, Lord, this is, this is where their heart's at. And that creates intimacy, which cultivates joy, which cultivates trust. You bring him your request, let God purify your heart, right? He may ask you why you're asking for these things, but test him. Come to him with your requests. Amen? That's, that's some of the point. Some of us are scared to ask God for things. Because we might think we like, well, I just deserve this because I lived like Israel. I did all these things, bad things. So I can't ask God for anything. Well, let's look at this verse, Matthew 20. You don't have to turn there. It says, two blind men, some more blind dudes. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them, be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. And this is what Jesus asked. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. Do you think Jesus could have guessed? Right? They were blind. He wasn't like, oh, cool. Yes, you're healed. He said, what do you want me to do for you? He wanted them to say it. 
they'll be like, uh, heal our sight, duh. Right? And then he healed their sight. Jesus wasn't like, you know, I'm kind of bummed that you guys ask, asking for me to heal your sight. You could have asked for all these things. Man, look at all these other people worse off than you. Maybe I have blindness for you for the rest of your life. What about all these kids? What about all those slaves? What about all this, all that, all the injustice? You asked for sight? Come on. He didn't do that. What can I do for you? He wants to have, he invites intimacy with these guys. Amen? How about us? Are we afraid to ask God for things? Maybe. Are we afraid to ask? We think we have to purify and over-spiritualize our life. Well, I can't ask for these things. I want to like, and then you just don't ask for God for anything. And then you think you deserve something. Ask the Lord. Ask him. Request. Remember what he's done and then request. In the presence of God, he will refine your heart and request. Amen? Amen? So as you make requests from God, this creates, again, what does it create? Intimacy. Right? Ask like how my seven-year-old asks. She asks for stuff she knows she's not going to get. Right? 17-year-old gets an iPhone. What does she want? iPhone? You ain't getting no iPhone. You get an old, like, broken flip phone that we had in the drawer. Here's your phone. It don't even work. That's what you get. Right? <laughs> right? I love her too much to give her everything she asks for. <laughs> but I'm glad she asked her dad for it every night for dinner. She, oh, there she is right there. Hi, hi, Dane. Remember that? Yeah, I know you're being in here. <laughs> thought you were in the children's ministry. That's all right. That's okay. We'll work that out, Mom, before this. Right? Put the headphone on. There's another daughter I'm talking about. Dane, not you. It's the other one. Right? But Dane, I love how she asks for stuff. Every night, we ask for dinner. Dane, she prays. I hope, and she hopes for all kind of stuff for the next day that she gets. I hope tomorrow we'll go to Disneyland. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a big hope. We ain't going to Disneyland tomorrow. You know? I'm glad she asked. Right? I think God's like that too. We ask God, restore this and, and just, well, let's look at this. So he may ask you why, right? Why do you want these, these, these things? Just don't be scared. Um, here's what I want from God. An invitation for intimacy. And it'll purify our hearts. So another action would be this. Um, tell the Lord what you want. What you really, really want. <laughs> right? And be specific. Because you know... I would love to play that song. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to really zig zig zag go. What is that? What's a zig zag zag go? Spice Girls? I don't know what that is. You ever read that song? Come on, 90s people, right? What is a zig zig zag go? I don't know. I couldn't know. I still don't know today what they wanted, Spice Girls. I don't know what they want. She wanted David Beckham. That's what she wanted. She got him. Hey, right? Don't tell the Lord you want a zig zag zag go. Tell them what you really, really want. You got to tell them. So here, if, you, if God would do something spiritually in your life right now, what would that be? What would that be? Something spiritually in your life right now. Can you ask? Do you have the faith to ask him? Do you believe he's like a good dad? And he's not going to laugh at you like I laugh. <laughs> At one of my kids I won't mention, you know, my granddaughter. Right? What would that be? Something spiritual. What, what would that be? You know? Maybe from the full gospel we learn, like, man, can I have clean thoughts? 
Can my thoughts be pure? God wants you to have pure thoughts. God wants you to live in purity. Could you possibly live a life of surrender to him in different ways of your life? Yes. It's a big request. And look how God has moved in a lot of people's lives and in your life, healing, financial provision. That's a spiritual thing. God wants, he's a good dad. And God can handle, God can handle your request, even if they're not spiritual. So number two, you may be like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I can't ask God for spiritual things yet. If God could do something physically or materially in your life now, what would that be? You're like, can I even ask that? Can I even ask God for that? Ask him. Don't over-spiritualize it, right? I know I want a lot of things. I would love to buy our house that we rent right here in Claremont. I love Claremont. We have people at our house all the time. I don't want to lose the house. Is that an eternal thing? No. But I would love to buy it. Do I want to buy a couple of new surfboards? Yeah. Do I have a lot of surfboards? Yeah. Do I want more? Yeah. I like them. <laughs> yeah. Does my wife want me to dress nicer on, throughout the week than just on Sunday? Yes. You know, I get my food and clothes at Costco. Sorry, babe. You know? What would it be? Does that seem weird? Does that seem weird? I know some of you might be like, I don't know if I should, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I, I could do this. Right? We hear all these bad teachings about that kind of stuff. I, no, it's just, this creates intimacy. God, he's going to, he might ask you why, but he wants you to come to him with these requests. Lord, do this spiritually in my life. Lord, I would love to have this in my life. Ask him. He might ask you why, but it's going to build intimacy. It's going to create joy in your life. Amen? Can you write that down? Here's the last couple of verses before we have the worship team come up. So the Bible is filled with honesty. So they're honest. It says, To those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carry seed to sow, will return with the song of joy, carrying sheaves with them. Amen. So as we have our worship team come on up, a couple of things that we remember if we kind of are reading our word this year, we dive into the word, we want to um, step up our game of equipping you guys this year. We equip you a little bit more with some tools, some how-tos, some, some classes, some things on finance, some things on family, some things on just Bible reading. Today's one on pray. How to cultivate joy. Be real with God. Come before him. You may feel like embarrassed. Like I've never ever thought I could ask God for this. You want to be released to come to him for joy. And this would create joy. I pray that you would leave here more joyful, more intimate with God. With the freedom and permission to ask God to remember what he's done and then request him to do a work in and through your life. A lot of times it's through your life, so other nations, other people will see, wow, God's hands on your life. What a blessing. And as we know, we are blessed so that we can be a blessing. Amen. All of our blessings are a lot of hard work, right? The house I would love to buy in Claremont, awesome. Overlook SeaWorld, it's the bomb. We rent it, but it takes work clean it. It's crazy work. 
but it's a blessing to many, many people. Man, Lord, that'd be cool. I know I might get a bunch of emails from all the realtors in here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is not an invitation. Yet. Please don't do that. <laughs> but this is an invitation for you to ask. Amen? Let's close our eyes and let's, let's end in prayer before we worship. And remember what God has done this year during Stay While. Um, during your mini churches, your coffee talks, like it's good to talk about how God has moved in your life. I was talking to Andy right here, my boy Andy. I've known him for like 15 years. And he's like, hey man, Andy was doing Cajon and then he left last year to go take a crazy job. His family to Oklahoma was like negative 40. I didn't believe you. Montana? Yeah, I didn't know where that is. I'm from Hawaii. It's all the same. It's on the mainland to me. Negative 40. I'm like, not even. What's negative 40? You kidding me? And he said, he was doing construction, his truck rolled over and he almost, he came, almost rolled off a cliff and almost, he almost died. He has four kids. I was like, oh my gosh. And Andy's here with us today. And I'm like, and that was a good story. That made me cry yesterday. He told me that we're eating some barbecue. My permission to share that story. But he remembers. He's going to remember that. I always remember that story. That's a crazy story. I'm so glad because we need a home player. <laughs> <laughs> We go way back. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. And that beard kept him warm. Um, let's ask the Lord, man. Ask him. Don't be afraid. Lord, thank you so much for saving our lives, Lord. For saving us. For bringing us here. Lord, I would love to hear more stories, Lord. I know you're real. I love to see you're actually real. We actually can experience you. Not just learn intellectually about you of stories of long ago of how you brought Paul and David and Moses and Joshua and all these people through all these things. Lord, you are living and active today. Lord, you bring us. Lord, we are Israel. <laughs> We've sinned. We are adulterous people. And you, you loved us. You commit to us. You covenant relationship with us. And we live in a new covenant, no longer under the law. The law is written on our hearts through Jesus. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. You fill us with the Holy Spirit. We can hear you. We can pray. We can see miracles. We can experience your power, Lord. Pray, I pray that there be salvations this year. There be life transformations this year. That we not just, you know, just get saved, but then we continue being saved. We grow up in Jesus. We grow up in maturity. We can understand you. More intimacy, more power, more prayer, more worship. We love you, Jesus. More of you in 2024. Amen. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha. Aloha.